It had been two days since Asher left Mirab aboard a ship called the Thuvian Eel. He thought of his grandmother and the matters they discussed. He worried about his parents and Geb's rest and whether he'd put them in danger. But mostly, he tried not to vomit. With every wave and creak of timber, Asher Halich prayed that Caldera would protect him and that he wouldn't get violently ill. This young man grew up traversing the spell-scarred desert and had never before been out on the open water. One or two sailors would clap him on the back, perplexingly saying that Asher would find his sea legs soon enough. Some sailors regaled him with horror stories of the deep, and this cruelty only made him shut his eyes tighter. But still, his world was spinning, leaning to port or starboard or something like that. Desert boy! A voice rings out, startling Asher from his slumber. Asher opens one eye and sees a familiar dwarvish face. Ah, Grenmak. Asher props himself up on an elbow. Must we start the torture with the sunrise, or have you come perhaps to ask forgiveness? <laughs> Grenmak's sadistic chuckle chills the air. Ever the joker ye are. I've done nothing wrong in the black lady's eyes. I don't suppose ye'd be thanking me today for the education ye've received? Asher shakes his head. No matter. I thought ye might want to come up on deck seeing as we're approaching Almas and all. At this, Asher sits up. Praise Kaldir, the nightmare's end is nigh. He lurches out onto the deck and places an arm in front of his eyes to shield him from the spray. Grunmak had followed close behind him. He points out to the starboard side and says, See, Absalom to the starboard. That means Almas is off the port side. Asher braces himself on the railing, nearly losing his balance and tumbling backwards. But as he looks out across the waves, he finds that he is falling. First he feels the shove of hands against his lower back, and then the shock of the cold water. He struggles to paddle long enough to hear the cry of, Overboard! But it never comes. He hears only fading laughter. The waves upon the inner sea and the sounds of his own panicked splashing as the ship gets farther and farther from view. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that's sponsored by Grey Gru's Vodka. It's the Schlorpiest. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Oh, bye, Izzy. They were just walking away. <laughs> I'm going to head out. Thanks. Thank you. Hello. 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 I just... How many... You know what? That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm constantly shocked at how often we can incorporate just really visceral description of texture in this show. Yeah, I had completely blissfully forgotten about the Grey Gru's joke for last time. <laughs> and if you hadn't brought up, I probably never would have remembered it. I probably wrote that one down <laughs> while we were still recording. <laughs> what our listeners don't know is it's been like 15 calendar months since we last recorded, so get us a break. I'm just imagining like a bottle of Grey Goose with 
you know, that gelatin you use to make cakes inside? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Just like bubbles floating in the vodka, but they like oh, sort no. of look like mercury. <laughs> they're suspended in it. Uh, it's just... Oh, like those uh, thermometers, yeah. <laughs> the ones that the Ryzen barometer. I was yeah. hoping more for just like a bunch of pectin to turn it into like a vodka jam. You're going to ruin pectin. I suppose jello shots are already a thing. Yeah, I feel like those are very neutral and mild and not terrible. <laughs> you know, until you go to college and then you're All right. Well, tonight we are gathered here after months and months of not recording to celebrate an auspicious occasion. Because this episode that we're recording right now, being the episode that we are currently on, is the 69th episode of Pod Against the Machine. Nice. 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 <laughs> Last week, you continued your assault on the Lords of Rust Central. So far, the base under the arena has been a breeze. Uh, There was a rather pathetic ambush with some acolytes, some barely functioning robots, and a mindless blob in a hole that you can get to attack before it died. Um, Even Hellion himself, when he deigned to appear, didn't really fight back. He did his normal taunting, but... He mostly just stood there and watched while you destroyed his monitors and his probably priceless holographic projector, and the only attack of note was that one spell that freed Kara from the balance of logic and complex thought. Uh, you <laughs> beat their religious leader a book ago, you left her back in Torch, and then you killed her apprentice. You killed their military leader and their champion gladiator in the arena above. You took down their squad of assassins when they ambushed you in your sleep. And thanks to the vi- final gambit of Yuri and Velako, you've even got a secret weapon that might come in handy in the unlikely event that you ever encounter a hostile artificial intelligence. Everything the Lords of Rust have thrown at you, taking it down with relative ease. The thought has to occur to you, other than Kara, for circumstantial reasons. Maybe they don't have any tricks left. Maybe that was the best Hellion had to offer, and you've already won. You have control of this entire floor. You've got Nalakai's prayer book, and Kira's having some trouble. Um, you know that one of the acolytes did escape Asher's grenade-laden rampage a little while ago and ran down the stairs. Is it time to press farther into the flensing depths? You gonna take a moment to regroup? What's the plan? Yeah, what is the plan? <laughs> We're fine. So was that a rhetorical question or, or did, do you, are you implying that maybe we are in fact the Lords of Rust now? Like, did we win? Are we the, yeah, is that the, the Rust of the I mean, Iron Lords? Who's to say? Certainly not me. I mean, the Iron Gods. Objectively, <laughs> you would be the one to say. <laughs> but knowing from our uh, riveting conversation with Yampok that there is one... L- Apparently, there's like a whole settlement of dark stalkers that lives under this building. Yumpok, sorry, it's from my notes. I'm so sorry, edit that back in. Boop. Uh, a lady tatterface, a blood ghost. I don't think we've won yet, but we may be on the final lap. I hope we're on the final lap. Totally. There's also the Etten, right? And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Etten and blood ghost. Like, we didn't know he or she or they were called Blood Ghost before, but we've heard about both of them being talked about pretty much the same way as Kolgara and as the 
troll and so on. So, assumingly, those two will be decently tough. Mm. Like, I'm expecting them to be, like, the same level as... What was the troll's name again? Hellskark. Hellskark. Uh, we don't even know anymore. <laughs> I expect them to be, like, as tough as, like, Hellskark was. Probably not as tough as Kolgara was, but, like, we'd still definitely have some things to fight in here. And then Hellion, whatever he is, if he is an AI... I'm wondering if there isn't going to be a fight against him or it's going to be like the fight against President Eden in Fallout 3 where we just talk to him until he breaks himself. I don't know. But we at least have two more things in here we have to either beat or kill. And we have a stupefied Kira, which I don't know if we should rest and hope that wears off or if we should just push ahead. I don't really like our... uh chances of resting inside here specifically because uh lady tatterface and like jeff mentioned any other dark folk that could be down here and just we are yeah uh, you heard it here listeners we are no better suited to deal with it now than we were then except we've just got trauma to guide us so um there's something uh but yeah (laughs) i uh part of me does really want to rest because i mean candidly like izzy do you what do you think kira would do like pre touch of it kira like would, would yeah, she no. want us to <laughs> very much team like keep going which i think is mostly fine you know strategically speaking if we've sort of established she's capable of point in a direction hit with a weapon of some sort i did have a dream the other day that she forgot to breathe <laughs> But um, that just might have been a lot of cold medicine. So I'm sure it's fine. I guess we're making a lot of assumptions about a half-orc's nervous system uh, by just pressing forward. But but no, what we need to do, obviously, is find the door that leads down under the arena to where the Darkstalkers are. Just make another X out of zip ion tape, and then we can Mm -hmm. take a nap or Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hoping there's some sort of like a V mod or something that will let you see through any kind of darkness. Like, okay, maybe we don't have a magical solution, but what if there's a technological solution? We will eventually have a magical solution. Uh, shout out to Sarathal, I believe, in our Discord, who mentioned uh, Brightest Light. And then there's also, I mean, the the old. PFS special, which is get continual flame cast at a, a heightened by like a, a cleric that can cast level four spells. That way, your continual flame is higher than the deeper darkness, thus winning the light and dark war. Um, but those those cheesinesses aside, we are we are going blind, as it were. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm ready to go on. I'm I'm not particularly jacked up, and I still have a bunch of my resources, so. I think Brixby's feeling pretty confident after housing that goo, all that great goose. Remind me, uh, last recording session uh, back in 2019 or whenever we did that one, uh, we just beat the ooze, right? We haven't done anything since then. Right. So Vargas still has like nine and a half minutes of long arm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Reach on down in there. Yeah, so maybe we should push forward then. (laughs) I'd hate to waste that spell. On the way over to this thing, you did see that um, there were stairs down um, back to the south of you. So you know, you know where the exit is. 
Yeah, I also just don't believe in our ability to secure a floor because there's at least two doors, right? So it's like, it's not even like we can have a watch watching a door um, and we could just very easily get pinned down. I think that if we have to stop and rest, unless we're presented with like a, a really excellent storage closet or something, then we might even have to go out. I don't know. To the Red Tooth's warrens, man. Because mm -hmm. clearly the broken junk golem's security level of the Clockwork Chapel is insufficient to prevent a murder attempt. I'm trying to think about if there's anything that we could do for Kira right now. Do you want her yeah. to appraise something? Got a minus five appraise. <laughs> Touch of genius. <laughs> T touch of average intelligence. <laughs> I would take anything. What, uh, what would do, was that a restoration? Like, what would what gets rid of that? Because it's uh, intelligence damage, right? Yeah. So we could spend. Yeah. So lesser uh, rest would lesser rest do it? Yeah. Does it? I'm just trying to think. Uh, does in the intelligence mess with any of your like combat stats at, at all? No, yeah. Because your spellcasting is an intelligence. No, yours Correct. is what yeah. Uh, charisma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. kind of on the fence. Part of me feels like if we truly didn't meta this, we would think that maybe this is permanent. And then, would we want to move forward, or would we want to bring Kira back to Dinvaya, Right. Um, mm -hmm. But literally, by the time that we leave the chapel and get all the way back to the clockwork, I mean, leave the, the arena and get back to the clockwork chapel, meta-wise, we know it would probably go away. So Yeah. Well, and another thing is, like, if you think about it from in-character perspective, we might also think that maybe beating him would undo it. I mean, <laughs> the confusion and stuff that he did wore off. So, so I don't think yeah. Asher would assume... Oh, this one's permanent. That it's permanent, yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, it's just, this is... Yeah, true. We have seen him hit people with stuff twice before and seen it wear off. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess that's true. I mean, I was just kind of basing it off of our, like, failed spellcraft checks and, like, we've no idea yeah. what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. And no time has passed, weirdly. <laughs> Which usually people would announce... Just to remind one another that no time has passed. Hey, no time has passed. Yeah, I see. I mean, I, I say that multiple times every day. Oh. All right, so what's the plan? We rushing down into whatever's below here? Yeah, uh, Asher is going to knock Kira out with non-lethal and take the chainsaw and run down there. <laughs> Makes sense. Finally become Smasher. Truly your final form. Yeah, I mean, it would be really nice to have Kira back at her at her full, especially if her mental stats that prevent her from being controlled by someone charming or compelling her are really, really down. Um, we uh, had a little bit of a, a brief discussion um, off air about this, and it's we've seen Hellion's um, spells wear off in a short period of time, so we were kind of thinking about possibly waiting it out, I think. Something we were talking about. Um, but hey, we're not here to talk about talking about it. We're here to talk about it. So, um, 
Brixby looks up at Kira and then over to Vargas and and Asher. Should we should we proceed like this? I'm kind of worried for for her safety and ours. Well, we did want to possibly take a closer look at that journal we found. The one we think maybe belongs to the half-orc priest. We could barricade ourselves in his room. There's only one door in or out. It would probably take me an hour or two to try to decipher it if she hasn't gone back to herself by then. She most likely won't without outside intervention. So at that point, I'd say we push on. That seems as fair a plan as any. Information in that prayer book could be useful. I agree. Uh, we still don't know a good deal about Hellion or how anything works down here. So, uh, yeah, let's go um, rest up then. Uh, come along, Kira. And he jingles his keys. You know, like, uh, <laughs> walking. Here turns away from carving hearts into the ground with a still running chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Littered in hopscotch squares. Now, since we're taking time to do this, could I just take 20 on it and get a 26 automatically or should I still roll? Um, taking 20 technically takes um, 20 times as long. So that would be multiple days in this case. You can take oh, so it's it's like an hour or two to do it, even with roll. Yeah, okay. you can take ten. <laughs> yeah, um, for uh, sixteen. Let's see where that gets yeah. you. Not sure if I trust the sixteen to be high <laughs> What does everybody think? I was thinking maybe if Sam would allow it, I could throw a sky medal on there and let you roll with a bonus. Yeah, go for oh, it. Oh, hey, I have two of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, burn those sky medals. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll do it with one of my Sky Medals. I haven't used anything else. One of those I'm pretty sure I've had since book one, so I'm going to use it on something. So what do you think would be the stupidest roll I could get after refusing to take ten? A ten? Nine? Yeah, I got a ten on the die, so that is a uh, twenty with my plus six for linguistics and plus four for the hero, or for the, and plus four for the Sky Medal. Well, um... It definitely is frustrating to sort of pick through Nalakai's shorthand, and it, it takes uh, well over two hours, but um, about 90 minutes in, uh, Kira's facilities just magically snap back to normal as if nothing had happened at all. And um, while uh, Vargas is still studying, um, eventually he comes to see like some, some patterns in the prayer book. Um, and these are all basically like sermons that Nalakai would be delivering to the Lords of Rust, the Acolytes of Rust. And th these are, they pretty universally have this re reoccurring theme of like Hellion managed to free himself in an act of heroic will from the oppressive control of some kind of source. And um, the mm. prayers universally call on the followers to commend all their strength to Hellion that he might grow mighty enough to destroy this source. And then there's some variety amongst the prayers um, after, you know, they establish the ultimate goal of destroying this source. 
Uh, some call for it as a, a glorious act of revenge for the unforgivable crime of seeking to subjugate the Great Hellion, while others treat the destruction of the Source and the seizure of its throne as a way for Hellion to ascend to new heights of power. You know, power that he, of course, deserves as the, the true god. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, he'll share that with everyone. He'll say, it's it's not exactly normal orcish it's some kind of shorthand it's his his sermons and well hellion may not be our biggest threat it sounds like the sermons claim that he himself was subjugated by some sort of even more powerful force another god of some kind and Apparently, whatever Hellion is trying to do here, he believes will make him strong enough to fight back against it and destroy it. Well, that is troubling. If something is keeping Hellion here and keeping him from realizing his full power possibilities, I, for one, would not like to see that force diminished or destroyed. Yeah, does it? Um, this other god, does it have a name? Uh, did I see any sort of name for it? Uh, it's only ever referred to as the source. Like a capital source? Yeah. The orc equivalent capital? <laughs> yeah, the orc equivalent, <laughs> but I like to think that mm -hmm. in this, um, orcs of Belkson kind of writing everything's in capital. It needs more DACA. <laughs> it's... Yeah. It's in red, so you can read it faster. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he'll just say, uh, there is no name given, but there is a title. It's called The Source. Oh, Yurian Velago, if only you were here to answer our questions. When Asher says that, does a holographic image of Yurian Velako pop out of that crystal <laughs> stick? Yeah, of course. Say, like, please state the nature of your technological emergency. Of course he does. No, there's sadly no Urian Velako to um, help you, guide you through whatever this is. This looks like uh, Oliver Cromwell from uh, iRobot pops up. That, Asher, was the correct question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess as we discuss the nature of the source, um, it's become very clear that Kira is back to her full thinking self. And, uh, be nice to check in with you. How you doing, big stuff? Um, good. Good? There was a moment when I was, like, weird, right? I'm not imagining that. Yeah, um, it, it, it seems that amongst uh, Hellion's skills, aside from greasy darkness and the ability for us to, um, well, become a bit befuddled, uh, he has the ability to diminish our mental capacity nearly entirely. So I would say you were about neck and neck with Kingsley there in the brains department for a bit. Oh, well, that feels about standard. So, um, I don't know. Kingsley knows, like, a lot of stuff, and I know a regular amount of stuff. I didn't hurt anyone, right? Uh, well, no. None, none of us. Uh, it seemed that the, uh, even though the thinking muscle wasn't working, the uh, the good old chainsaw muscles were. So, glad glad you're back, little behind the calf pat. 
Which tickles her, and the chainsaw just lops off your hand. Oh, go. Oops. Oh, oh, there it is. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's still running. <laughs> yeah. This whole time you've gone through 12 batteries. Just kind of yelling over it. I think we said one. Well, let's see. That's half a battery. Yeah, yeah. It, it has made the editing really easy for these apps because we just throw the chainsaw just drone a, on. Just a running sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and drown out everything else. <laughs> I would also like to take this moment to correct something I said earlier. Uh, I meant James Cromwell, the actor, not Oliver Cromwell, the uh, 17th century politician who usurped the King of England. Totally different people. He was not in iRobot. That's right. Yeah, save that for our other pod, Pod Against the King of England, our <laughs> Oliver Cromwell. Pod Against the Tudors. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, um, with our team back in fighting shape, y'all ready to go punch an AI that may or may not have daddy issues? Per this diary. Yeah, literally yeah. always. That would explain why it named them Big Bad Daddy Ones. Yeah. Yeah, you should try taking <laughs> some levels in Rogue. It helps. Onward. Yeah? Yeah. No, I really want to take this direction chair. Direction is down. Did we ever figure that out? Uh, uh, south from where we are right now. It's like through okay. here, right? Yeah. And um, I guess as we're approaching Tailblade on... Scorching Raywand in the, the the quick release sheath for me, and uh, I'm not casting shield just yet. We have one more casting of it. You find yourselves on a flight of metal stairs that descend along the outer edge of a partially buried metal structure. Here, there's a a door um, on the landing below, allowing access um, into some kind of a structure. And um, brilliant light casts illumination out of the south into a large, damp cave. Far below, a pool of foul green fluid bubbles and smokes. And there's some kind of horrible large creature down there. It's a large lobster-like creature with a thick armored shell and a pair of tiny, gleaming eyes above a mouthful of writhing tentacles. But it's way down in a pool below. You're kind of on a catwalk up above it. It's like the Dalek inside of the metal cylinder of death uh but we can see enough of it to like try and identify it yeah you could roll a knowledge dungeoneering if you wanted to try to uh, yeah it. roll a knowledge lobster gun and see how deadly that thing is <laughs> engineering on the gun <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't so. really have a gun you can never know for sure i know most things do have guns here that's the one thing that doesn't yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, are you saying it's not a pistol shrimp? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I... <laughs> uh, so what do we got for knowledge dungeoneering? Vargas got a natural 19 for a 26. Nice. Anybody beat that? Or is Vargas the one who identifies this creature? It's it's Vargas. Right, yeah, definitely Vargas. <laughs> uh, you're looking down at a chul, an armored crustacean-like predator that lurks beneath the surface of shallow ponds and mires, bursting from concealment to snatch up prey in their chitinous pincers 
and then paralyzing them with their mouth tentacles before eating them alive. You get one question on the mighty Chul. Uh, what do we think we want? Do we want weaknesses, special ability? We could ask what's chuler than being Chul? Ice cold. Ice chulled. <laughs> that is better. Ice chulled is better than chice cold. Uh, Good night, Sam. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say because of all of these weird things attached to it. I know you said it paralyzes, but if I ask special ability, are you just gonna say it paralyzes again, or that's <laughs> any other attacks it has? And it has, um, you know, it has grabs with its claws and constriction if it grabs you. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, big thing is the paralytic tentacles, which. Uh, when they have a grappled victim, they can transfer it from a claw to its tentacles. And the tentacles grapple with the same strength as a claw, but um, they also force um, fortitude save uh, against paralyzation. And does it look like a normal one of its race, or do I notice that it has like any kind of cybernetic stuff on it? And despite the gun in the icon that I used, um, <laughs> it, it just looks like a normal jewel. Okay. And it's about... I was going to say, I don't know if I should mention that. that okay, yeah, so he'll just say, uh, look, down there in the pool, it's a jewel. Big shrimp thing. They grab you and eat you. Don't let it touch you. And this thing looks, what, like five feet long? Yeah, how big are they? Are they uh, they're like, medium, giant? They're large. They're like ten feet tall. They are large? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that now. He's got four squares. Yeah. yeah. Well, and okay. that's, uh, Asher is within 60 feet and would like to detect evil on the tool. I believe they do detect as evil, yeah. One bad crowd daddy. But you're about 30 feet up above him, so... Okay. You're relatively safe, and you want unless you want to jump over the guardrail. Tempting. I do love a jump. I'm just saying, if we get halfway across and that thing shoots us with the gun you said it didn't have, we... <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> have a gun. I was just being funny. Um, do we see anything else down there? Um, it, nothing obvious. Just a bubbly green fluid. Looks super gross. Hmm. Does that fluid look like the fluid in the manticore's cave? I'm concerned, perhaps, that it has those Geiger points you were telling me about. Uh, well, I did not uh, prepare that bit of magic today. Uh, do we still have the, the clicky-doodle? Yeah, the, the rad Grenjin detector. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine yes. we would sell that. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's whip that bad boy out. See how many raw grundrins are in the room. Oddly enough, that's the name of that chul. Rad grundrin. <laughs> What's up, Rod? <laughs> uh, we getting any clicks? Maybe some light radiation down there. As we know in Pathfinder, none of the radiation extends out beyond the borders of the actively green area. So, you know, nothing dangerous. All right. Uh, well, it seems that, uh, it's a good eye, Asher, that, um, perhaps the, uh, I can't even remember if you said that in character or not now. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, uh, that's a good eye there. Um, yeah, it does look like that is, uh, 
some of that dangerous radioactive stuff. Uh, let's just steer clear of the entire situation. And does it look like, so these stairs go further down uh, as well, past yeah, this landing? They do, um, but after the turn, as they go down, after about 15 feet, they just terminate in um, like a wall of junk and, and earth, like it hasn't been dug out. And uh, does it seem like it could climb up those stairs to us? Um, maybe if it was really determined, but it doesn't seem like it's hunting you all or anything. Okay. Yeah, does it even notice us, or is it just kind of sitting there being a lobster? It's just chilling in the water. It likes its bubbly stink yeah. cloud. Kara <laughs> takes the opportunity to yell over and antagonize it. You dumb lobster! <laughs> I bet you can't get up here! Oh, no. I want it to be that vine of the kids driving past the duck, and I'm like, you never, well, it's all swears, so never mind, but yep. it's good. <laughs> no, please, repeat, repeat it all verbatim. Uh, well, we'll throw that, I'll throw that in the uh, Discord when it comes up, because it's my favorite thing ever. You're just like your father. That's it. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so on the, the landing in the middle of the stairway, there is a, a doorway that leads up to the north. Seems like that's the only place to go unless you want to jump a railing, take a bunch of fall damage, and fight a giant lobster. <laughs> it is tempting. Yeah, I think I'll maybe creep ahead to see if there's any rogue rogue needs up here of picking or disabling. There's a door on the right shortly after coming in, like, and then there's a door on the left, um, and the whole hallway takes a right, and then there's another door at the end of the hallway. So you got options. What do you all think? Um, uh, work our way in so nothing can cut us off from behind. Always a safe course of option. And Asher will kind of listen at the door that he found himself right in front of. Hmm. I don't hear anything. The total of a seven, I just assumed. Yeah, you do indeed not hear anything. I'm going to check the old door for traps then. Uh, it's going to be a 24-25 if it's high-tech or mechanical. Uh, it doesn't appear to be trapped. Alrighty, and uh, does it appear to be locked by my ocular assessment? No, this one doesn't look like it's locked. Alright, so with the door being trap-free and unlocked, um, Bricks will pop it open. Alright, opening this door reveals, uh, looks like a mostly empty room, probably uh, a storage room. There's a little table and some chairs in there. And um, there are some of your buddies, Dark Creepers, who immediately burst forth to attack. And they say, GET him! Let's roll for initiative. What did um, Brixby get? Roll 20, serving up my second two of the night for a hot nine. Very fast. And how about Asher? And 11 on the dice for a 15 total. And Vargas? Vargas got a seven on the die that he was worried for. It was a one for a moment until he found the one. Uh, also giving him a nine, but I'm pretty sure Brix has a higher uh, bonus. Yep. Yes. And Kira. Uh, 19 on the die for uh, 24. 
Kira's always fast. Will it help? I cannot even see into the room <laughs> we're looking at. And Kira will be going first. Um, yeah, I can't see. Is there room to move forward into the room? Doesn't look like it from the little sliver I can see. Yeah, I think it's kind of plugged up right now with your allies. And there's no standing room either, correct? Oh, it's delay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I forget that one all the time. Do that just until the space clears up. Well, that will bring us to Blue. So he's going to run up, and he's going to try to stab Brixby flat-footed through some cover. And rolls a natural one, so Blue didn't do anything. And then Red... Red is gonna stab blue without the cover, or stab Brixby without the oh, cover. Oh no, you said it. Hands off the chess piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a 17 versus flat footed. Yeah, that does beat my flat footed of 16. So regular damage is sneak attack is one, and I am going to need a fortitude save. And I assume this is not versus disease. It is not. Oh, I was on a 15 and I watched it land on a 7. That's an 11. So, um, Brixby has just been stabbed with a knife that's coated in this foul-smelling black paste. And, um, he takes two strength damage <laughs> as you are poisoned with uh, black smear poison. Rough. And then right. Red is going to take a five-foot step back. To make room for green, who goes next and is gonna run in and stab Brixby? That is a 14 versus flat footed. That does not hit my flat footed AC of 16. Alright, well, the creepers are done. Vargas, or not Vargas, Asher is up. That cream cheese is spoiled. Beware of the black schmear. And Asher will provoke from green as he will just point blank shoot in melee. Uh, 14? Negative. Okay, not great, but that's against touch. 15, one five. Uh, 15 will hit touch. Uh, seven points of bludgeoning and piercing damage. And Asher will then take a five foot step to the north to free open a spot. Uh, well, I guess yeah, I think I can. The grid's a little wonky. Uh, and then he will reload. Out of melee range. Alright. That takes us to Brixby. On your... If there's a spot open, can I oh, yeah. jump in there? Yeah, you can mm-hmm. hop in. Um, excellent. So, I'm going to jump over there. Um, give Brixby a quick, so sorry you were poisoned, pat on the head, <laughs> uh, rage. And I'm going to smoosh this thing, attempt to smoosh the thing with a chainsaw. It's not very nice. 16 plus 13. Yeah. 20. Yeah, okay, great. That's enough numbers. I love those numbers. Such great numbers. As you'll recall, we are using a chainsaw, so that's 3d6, which is just a wonderful amount of d6. 8. Those numbers are too high. 9. This is your fault. Uh, 25 (laughs) points of smoosh at green. Uh, Green explodes in chainsaw chunks that um, they get caught up in the chain and just all fly up in Kira's face. That's really gross. Yeah. Worth it. I'll allow it. (laughs) Um, I can't reach anyone else from here, so uh, that'll be me. Alright, Brixby, you are up. I'm going to need another fortitude save at the start of your turn. 
Uh, that's a 15. 15 hits the DC exactly. You are cured. Excellent. I'm glad it's not a multiple save or that this isn't second edition. Um, so, excellent. Let's see. Well, hmm. Brixby is going to uh, five foot step into big stuff space. No, Vargas's space. And um, ready to uh, attack with his rapier if any enemy shows up in the doorway. All right. Uh, now, Vargas. He is going to immediately take a step forward uh, leaving Brixby alone <laughs> away from his protection and uh, let's see can he there is one right here around this corner correct yeah it just has a little bit of cover yeah yeah well no I was just thinking I wanted to step in but I don't want to step in directly where green is because I'm that's going to put me in between everybody else and it you know what, he's just gonna stay right here and lob an acid splash at it. Uh, that is a natural 20. Oh. Alright, um... <laughs> roll to confirm. Oh, that is only a 2. Uh, my range touch attack is... Well, that was English. My range touch attack is a plus 7, so that is a 9 against touch. Does that confirm? No, but it is still a hit. Um, I assume red, because he's the one straight ahead. Yep, and I think that's just a D3. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, one D3, just a little blob of acid. Two, so that is one point of acid damage. It's still looking okay. Oh, I forgot the death throws when Kira killed the other one. Yeah, so these dark creepers are both blind now. I forgot about that. So, uh, anyways, continue. I assume I'll... Uh, that's everything he can do, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, that's going to bring us to Blue, the Dark Stalker, who is currently blinded. Let's see how long he's blinded for. A little bit. So he's just going to take a little step back and, and uh, wait things out. Which he can't five foot stop all blind, right? So he'd provoke. Oh, uh, he it's... would provoke, except that he's kind of got a doorway protecting him. So you don't protect him provoke when you have cover, right? I thought unless you had total cover, you did. I think any kind of cover you don't provoke. That's what I thought, too. Hmm. Alright. Let's see how long Red is for. Uh, Okay, Red is blind for a number of rounds, too. Red's gonna stay put and Asher is up. Okay. Uh, Asher does not have an advantageous position here as is tradition uh, so I guess he's just going to move into the room because what else he going to do and then he will provoke two attacks of opportunity by shooting in melee range of two creatures you have, shooting at red you have full concealment to both of them so you're alright oh Okay, uh, that is much better. It's a 22 against touch. Yeah, that'll hit. Max 9 on red. Ow. Red's looking rough. I'm alright with that. 
Uh, and then, yeah, he'll just use a swift action to will a mundane bullet into his gun. That'll bring us to Kira. Um, Kira's gonna just squeeze in behind Asher here to uh, confront this blue guy, and maybe a snippet of red. We'll see how it goes. Right in front of Blue now, and she's going to attempt another chainsaw smoosh. This die. Uh, oh, that is. That's a 19. Try, which I think is a critical threat for the chainsaw. I'm pretty sure that's like an 18 to 19. Yeah, right? it's an 18 to 20, yeah. Uh, love a critical threat. Alright, so that was a 19. That is. Nope, but that's not. A, yeah, no, that is. That's a 1, so uh, that felt really really mean do i do i still, still attack it or just straight up miss no, okay. it's still a hit just not a crit. Uh, okay still a hit just sure 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 um still 3d6 3 7 16 23 23 points of damage uh to the blue guy I'm going to need fortitude save from Kira and Asher as uh, this thing explodes in a burst of light. Yeah. yeah. Mention that as I got into the room. Watch out. Don't up. Okay. Ooh. Kind of a tweener. Uh, 31. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Asher's fine. Surprisingly. You just eke that one out. Uh, how's a 19? Uh, 19 does it too, so you're both fine. Red is not so lucky as his blindness has been renewed. Okay, so I can attack again because I moved. I can't attack a third time? No, you can't uh, attack again. Uh, you great, okay. Oh, right, third time is haste. Okay, great. So uh, that's my turn. I'm done. Ah, Brixby. In the fight of uh, your life right now, you guys are barely no. hanging on. But hey, I get to be useful. I'm going to five foot step up into Asher's square. See, I'm gonna just blew one away. I guess maybe I wouldn't see that as much as hear it and then the after. Uh, so five foot step up and then he's gonna take a whack with the tail blade first, or sorry, the rapier first. Oof, it's only a three off the die for a 10. That will not hit. All right, and then he's gonna try to hit with the tail blade. And hey, that's a five for a seven. So it does not look like he is recovering well from his strength damage. And that's going to be Brixby's turn. Number's going up though. Two, three, five. Yeah, looking good. He skipped four. I mean, that's a good sign. It's true. All right, Vargas is up. Okay, so this time I can actually go in because now this guy's finally dead. Uh, So he is going to step in. I can't. Uh, initiate Brixby's thing, right? That has to be done from his end. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have to go past him. So he will step past Brix to stand next to Kira over the uh, corpse of the blue guy, and he is just going to attempt to punch the red guy. With an eight on the die, so that's probably not going to be a hit. That is plus six, so that is 14 uh, against regular AC. Uh, 14's a hit. It's flat-footed because it cannot see you. Oh, oh right, because they blind themselves when they die. Yep. I forgot about that. Okay. These guys are min-maxed. Is... Let me make sure I didn't change the actual plus to hit. Oh, it actually made it one less, so it would have been a 15. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't hit uh, so 1d8 plus 3. Uh, that is 10 points of magical bludgeoning. All 
Our fortitude saves from everybody. Uh, that's an 11. Uh, Brixby is blind. Very cool. For uh, five rounds. How about Vargas? Vargas got a 13 for a 20. Uh, Vargas is fine. And Kira? 14. 14 makes it. You're fine. How about Asher? Uh, an 11 for a 23. <laughs> Asher is also fine. So only Brixby caught unawares by the explosion of the last Dark Creeper. You can't see for a good 30 seconds here. We're out of initiative. You know, that was the toughest fight we've had so far in this AP. And I feel like we're probably level 7 now. Ooh. Probably. Yeah, we have to have leveled up after that. There's no way to it's know. Should we... Is there any corpse left when they explode, or is it just, like, rags? They don't leave, like, anything behind. Okay. I was trying to think what we could throw down there to the jewel and just try and befriend it. <laughs> this actual room doesn't seem to have um, really anything of interest in it. It looks like it was just basically one of the saddest ambushes in the world. Hey, I, I know that everyone thinks this this fight was very easy, but I took the most amount of ability damage that I've taken since I've created this character and I'm currently blind. So for Brixby, it was actually pretty traumatizing. Um, yeah. We're high-fiving but, each other in the corner. I know. Okay. Everybody's Great. just like, wow, what an easy everyone. thing. Just Struggling absorb all, all yeah. of the fight. Yeah. Um, Brixby right. gets blinded by a minor enemy. Oh, God, not again. Oh, seventh strength. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, well, I assume that my site is probably returning, so I guess it's time to move on. Uh, do y'all want to move up to the next one? Oh, yeah. Maybe, hey, someone else wants to open this door? Yeah, shimmy out in front. Yeah, if you want to uh, take a gander, one of us could open it. Asher doesn't mind. Yeah, I don't mind uh, checking to see that it doesn't have all of those traps and whatnot on it, but uh, not really qualified to keep opening these doors i think oh there's a good roll for nothing all right that's a not 20 for a 32 um uh, you are looking at a locked but probably not trapped door all right does it look like any of our key cards would unlock this door yeah there's a green stripe all right uh bricks will hold the green key card up to whomever would like to take it and we'll take a step back away from the door Asher would love to swipe the card and not get trapped behind all of his companions. Does that mean Asher is swiping the card? Sorry, he swipes it. <laughs> he swipes it and he gets the familiar beep. And um, as the door retreats into its inexplicable wall pocket, you see a chamber where the walls are obscured by banks of mechanical devices, flashing lights, panels displaying messages in Androphon, images, mysterious markings that shift and change with astonishing speed. The air is warm in here. It smells slightly metallic, and there's a constant high-pitched drone emanating from all corners of the room. And also in this room, there are four of these strange little beetle-like... Uh, metal things just scurrying around and they all kind of rush over as the door opens. Yeah, they don't look like they're very nice. You might want to roll for initiative. But with that 32, Brixby certainly didn't hear anything. It's weirdly a very soundproof door. <laughs> he heard all the humming. It's a very hummy door. Mm. To be fair, Brixby probably didn't know what robot beetles sounded like. They sound like friends. 
All right, so what did Asher get for initiative? A dirty 20. That's pretty snazzy. How about Vargas? Vargas rolled an 18 for a 20. Wow. How about Kira? Uh, Another 19 for a 25. That's absurd. And Brixby? And that's a 23. Jeez. Everybody wants to go fast this time. For those at home, there are um, eight initiatives on the initiative tracker, only one of which is below 20. And none of which are above 25, so we just have like 12 people who are going at the same time. All right, so Kira is once again first. Cool. Well, I can see this time, so I'm just going to, again, squeeze around Asher here and step up into the room. Uh, I, okay, I can only see half the room, so hopefully standing here isn't terrible. No, Asher can still shoot stuff. Just not that blue guy. And I will continue to chainsaw. Chainsaw away. Oh, that's not great. That is, um, three plus 13, 16 to hit the blue dude there. Uh, 16 will hit flat-footed. Oh, hooray. All right. Uh, that is going to be 25 points of damage. Well, it doesn't look like it all went through, but at the same time, it Classic. doesn't look like it matters because the <laughs> robot explodes. That is... uh, that's me. And like a save requiring explosion, like the last group of people that exploded? No, these are um, just, that was a flavor explosion kind of thing. No death oh. on this. Like extra cheddar goldfish. Right. Exactly like extra cheddar goldfish. (laughs) Well, um, the next creature up is going to be this little tiny robot thing. It is going to try to fly right into Kira's space here. So let me just roll an acrobatics. That's a natural 20. So it is in Kira's space. It's going to attempt to get her with the claw. Uh, that is a 22 with claw number one. Uh, yeah, no, 22 is like, it's pretty good. Solid. All right, you're looking at two damage with claw number one. All right, I feel prepared to take that. Claw number two, what is that? That is not going to hit. And then it's got this weird little torchy doodle. It's going to try to stab you with the little torchy doodle. Ah, that's a natural one. So the torchy doodle will fail. As you do. Uh, cool. Alright, Brixby's up. Alright. Not a target-rich environment from where I am. So I guess 5, 10, and 15 joining the already crowded square. Kira and the beetle. Going to attack the beetle. Um, I guess... We're technically flanking, because I'm in your square. So does a 12 hit it? <laughs> I rolled a three. All right, uh, that's it for me. That's my turn. All right, that will put us on, what do we got? We've got red. <laughs> red is gonna do a five foot float down and look out the door here and it's gonna shoot um, some sort of weird little gun thing straight out the door at Asher 
Uh, that is a 21. Yeah, I mean, that hits. All right. My flat-footed self. So you are going to take six points of non-lethal damage. Oof. And then on initiative 21, guess who pops up on one of the screens in the back of the room? It's your old pal, Hellion. And he says, turn back or die, apes. I will flens the skin from your bones. I'm going to need will saves from everybody, but let's 5, 10, 15. I think Vargas is safe. So will saves from everybody but Vargas. Uh, hey. Spell or spell-like ability? It is a spell-like ability. It is mind-affecting. Yay. Oh, thank you. Yay. All right, what do we got? Kira got a natural 20 on that one. Oh, sorry. Um, plus, what did you say? Will save, so 27. All right, you're safe. Uh, one less on on the the roll, so one less. Uh, 26 for Bricks. Also safe. 26 for Asher as well. Okay, so nobody is affected by whatever it is that Hellion just did. Just really a shame. This he's he's sick of this. Yeah, well. Yeah, feelings mutual, buddy. We don't care for it either. <laughs> uh, ignoring for the time being the our cool friend on the TV. Uh, knowledge engineering on these little robo beetles. Yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, that is a twenty-five. Nice. Well, you're looking at observer robots. These are small robots reminiscent of beetles that have a pair of pinchers extending from the front of their bodies. And how much did you say you got? A 25. Oh, the 25. I think you can get two questions. Okay. Uh, You mentioned Asher would have known, seen from the doorway that not all of the damage went through on a chainsaw. So, (laughs) uh, is... I guess for question number one, is that a a DR or a hardness situation? Like what type of, what bypasses, let me phrase that so it's one question. What sort of attack is necessary to fully go through to the creature? Well, this creature has a hardness, so adamantine is the best way to to get through that. Whew, got it in one question, that's close. (laughs) Uh, And then I guess special attacks. I just got like a torchy doodle and a pew pew. Like what's this? What's this observer's deal? Uh, It is integrated or outfitted with integrated laser torch that it can use to bypass barriers or restraints. When activated, the torch emits a beam of highly focused light that can cut and burn through surfaces. Um, They resolve as touch attacks. So that thing would have had an easier time hitting Kira had it not rolled a one. Um, they do decent damage, as long as things aren't fire resistance. And um, the other special attack they have is an integrated stun gun, which Asher just saw a uh, sonic amplifier produces a low frequency blast that can pummel a target, dealing non-lethal damage. It can also 
knock a target to the ground on a critical hit. Wow. It's a number one stunner. Uh, good to know. Armed with that knowledge, Asher is going to rapid shot this observer robot. The first bullet in the gun is a, a mundane round. And then he will swift action to call an adamantine round after that. Uh, the first one of the mundane bullet is a dirty 20 against touch. Uh, that will hit. Are uh, you shooting at red or? Yeah, red, the one that just tried to to fatigue me or whatever. Oh. The non-lethal me. I'm lethaling it. That's mean. That's really escalating. Yeah, well, uh, that is seven points of damage on a mundane bullet. Tiny bit of that goes through. Cool, cool. Uh, adamantine round with a uh, 27 against touch. Much better. <laughs> that will also hit. And that is 8 points of damage again, but I'm suspicious all of that goes through. Uh, only the tiniest, tiniest bit goes through. The adamantine? Oh, and adamantine. Never mind. Sorry. It all goes through. I just wasn't paying attention. No, that's, that's fair. Uh, and, you know, you miss all the shots you don't take, so... Uh, he'll just shoot. He'll load a paper cartridge in thanks to that third uh, third shot. Because a rapid shot. Words are good. I'm good at this game. I'm going to shoot with a highly ineffective round. And that is a 15 against touch. A uh, 15 will just barely hit touch. Whew. Well, I look forward to just barely doing zero damage. Ooh, max actually nine. All right, some of that goes through. This little robot looks like it's having some trouble. Awesome. Uh, and Asher will take a five-foot step into the room, and that's his turn. All right, that brings us to Vargas. Okay, Vargas is going to move up. Uh, let's see. Uh, can I stand on top of that chair or is that difficult terrain? I'd say it's difficult terrain. Or like, this, a, is it a blocker? This is kind of a yeah. crowded room. Yeah. I guess the question I meant was, is it just difficult terrain or is it like like uh, something I can't stand no, on? No, you all? can push through it. It's basically, you know, rolling okay. chairs. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's then my full movement instead of, it doesn't matter either way though. Uh... And he's going to take uh, one swing at this thing. The uh, orange one directly in front of him. Oh, it's a seven. Uh, 17, so that is uh, 24 to hit. Uh, that will hit. That is the last hit against that other thing. That's a five on the D8. So that is eight points of magical bludgeoning damage from an adamantine weapon. Alright, that all goes through, and it does a solid chunk of damage to this little thing. And since I moved, I can't do spell combat, so that is my turn. Alright, initiative 19 brings us to Orange. Orange is going to try to acrobatics into Vargas's square. How does... Uh, yeah, not good enough, so uh, it will provoke an attack of opportunity. Is only an 11 on the die that time, so that is... Oh, that's still an 18. Is an 18 hit? Uh, 18 does indeed hit. This poor little robot. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
is a four on the die, so that is seven points more damage. Ow! This poor robot is just going to shoot you with its stun gun, which weirdly does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Uh, that is a twelve. That is a miss. Wait, is that against uh, touch or regular? Uh, it doesn't say it resolves against touch, so I guess it doesn't. Okay, yeah, so it's a miss then. Okay. And on initiative 18, there's just a little bit of a sound. Weirdly. Asher might be able to see some things. And on initiative 16, um, an orc comes rushing uh, down this hallway. And he runs right up behind Asher. And um, since a second ago you didn't know he was there, uh, this seems like you might be flat-footed for this particular attack. That is a 22. Yes, sir, that is a hit. As he bashes you with a piece of random scrap for 13 damage. Seems Ow. like this fight has just gotten a skosh more complicated. Asher will call that out. More combatants are here. Things just got a skosh more complicated. Just adjust some layers here. And then on initiative 15, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, or not 35, you can't go 35. And then initiative 10. Uh, we're gonna come rushing over. Initiative 2, we're gonna have somebody come rushing over. And initiative one, who is that? The last one will come running over. Now it's Kira's turn. All right. Uh, well, this has gotten a skosh more interesting. My instinct says run into the hallway and fight all the orcs, but I know that also hallways are bad. Um, okay, let's see. So I think I do want to smash at least that one, though. And I feel like I have a better chance in the doorway than Asher. Although I guess you have to be able to shoot things. Um, okay. There is I'm going to take a- Just letting you know there Bad. is an observer robot in your square. Yes, yeah, okay. uh-huh. I, I recall. I've decided it's less of a threat than the four other things I can see coming. Weird. Excuse me, five other things that I can see coming. I'm going to take a five foot step to the right. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. I lied. To re recover my five-foot step, I'm going to swing at green, and then we'll see how things go from there. Hooray! That's an actual 20. Or, you know, a unicorn. Um, All right, roll to confirm. Okay, that's a second 20, which seems <laughs> unlikely, but also kind of magic. All right. Um, I think we should win the fight dies, default. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, these things are vulnerable to critical hits, and um, you're about to roll double damage, so... Um... All right, double damage here is going to be Chainsaw. 66, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, plus 32. Correct, okay. So how much was that total? Oh, you didn't, oh, I don't you know didn't say it. Never mind. I did not. I have not said. All right. <laughs> Five, 10, 18, 
53 uh, points of smoosh at the at the little green guy. Times. Oh, and then there's some sort of. Do we get like a? Because we're still flanking, right? Um. Uh, I only get the flanking benefit. Oh, that's right. It's little bricks. That's right. The selfish okay. flanker. Sadly. Um, uh, okay, then. But that is times one and a half, so you're talking 79 damage. <laughs> the point is it's take, dead. Take your word for it. It's, it's real. This thing that had really like 20 gone. hit points total. It, <laughs> it's, it's, it feels bad. It, the, oops. That, not Kira. Kira's not dead. Oh, no. Oh, not yeah, Brixby. There's say, such a pile here. Just on top <laughs> of this robot bug. Right. The robot is dead. Well, that damaged Brixby might be dead too. Yeah, Brixby exploded. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, just cheer. The robot explodes. Does sixty-six damage to Brixby. <laughs> um, um, and then I am gonna take that five-foot step to the right. Um, and just prepare for this uh, second wave. Uh, you could take your second attack. Yeah. On. On the. On the orc. orc. Oh, because of the five-foot step. Gosh, this is so many things. All right, great. I'm going to definitely do that then. Okay, well, that's two. Two plus, I don't think it's going to be enough. Two plus six, that's an eight. So never mind. No, that's not Quietly sit back down. It was fun while it lasted. All right. Uh, So that will bring us to Brixbo. You're no longer flanking anybody. Uh, I'm not done with you. Flankaroo, so I'm going to step on into uh, Kira's square again, seeing that Asher is in danger, and uh, swing with the rapier first, uh, 15 off the die, that is a 24 to hit. Uh, 24 will hit. Alright, ooh, my, my strength penalty is up on my damage here, doesn't affect my to hit because this is a finesse, but uh, I am now doing 1d4 minus 2. <laughs> Nice. So, <laughs> rolling a two, that's a one, because you can't do a zero there, roll 20. Uh, so one point of damage, but there's also this stuff. Uh, it's not great. Uh, so that's uh, eight points in total with my sneak attack. And then I'm going to take another hit with my tail blade. And that's only a 14 to hit. Yeah, 14 won't do it. All right, so that's going to do it for bricks. Okay. Um, Wait, can I see down the hallway from where I'm standing? Because like I can, I it's kind of like the, all the orcs are cut off because I can't figure out if this is five feet or ten feet. Basically, can I identify whatever this is? Um, you can, I think, from where you're standing, see like a crowd of orcs and a really big set of legs. Okay. <laughs> I think it's probably right. too hard to um, see specifically uh, what it is. All right. That's fine. Then that's my turn. All right. And Red, I think, is going to dance with the one that brung him, and he's going to shoot Asher again with the integrated stun gun. Uh, That is a natural 19. So I think a 26. Yeah, that'll hit. All right. Take that two non-lethal. Okay. I know you're shaking in your boots. And that brings us to the turn of our dear friend Hellion. Let's just check what he wants to do. He's pretty mad. He is pretty upset with all of you. 
Oh, because we're not listening to you. You still a temper tantrum, hell yeah. <laughs> wow, you're just so mean to this guy. You're just so mean to him. It's just he cool. literally starts it every <laughs> single time. It's just mean. I stock photo gonna cry. <laughs> Alright, he's gonna cast a um, spell on um, let's see, the remaining drones here, orange and red. And then that's the end of his turn. How much damage did they take? No damage. He was, like, chain lightning them? They're his buddies. They're his little observer buddies. Oh. Now, um, also on initiative 20, you see this lumbering, uh, filthy, two-headed giant woman. We're gonna pop her up there. She is clad in some studded leather leather armor. She has these big spiked chains, one in each hand, and like I said, she's got two heads. And, uh, one of them says, Who run Scrapwall? And the other head yells back, Jags run Scrapwall! And they're gonna come stomping on in squeezing into this little chamber here and they're gonna swing one spiked chain at Kira. That is so so much to hit. Hold on. Isn't that that little little lip of wall right there? Um you can I mean you can have cover if you want. It's twenty eight. Don't to forget hit. that squeezing penalty. Yeah, with the squeezing penalty, uh it's a twenty-eight to hit. So if you have like a plus four from covered, are you safe from that or Is that rhetorical? Yeah. Let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, just roll my damage real quick. Um it's not bad damage so far. Seventeen. So twenty-four damage from the spiked chain coming down the hall as Dregs, you assume they're Dregs, uh, joins the fight here. And Asher is up. Okay. <laughs> you got this. I'm like, hmm, tumble through that square, get on the other side. Probably a good call. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Asher is going to take a five foot step back from this red orc and just take a peek up at uh, Driggs and roll on out local, I'm guessing. Uh, that would be the correct thing to roll. Uh, only a 15 total. Ah, well, I think a 15 is enough to at least identify that you're looking at an Etten, two-headed giant, or, generally speaking, vicious and unpredictable hunters that stalk the night. And their two heads provide them with unparalleled powers of perception, making them excellent guards. But sadly, you do not know anything particularly useful about them. Okay. Well... Asher is going to 
load his gun, which do these little robots threaten outside of being in your square? Because they had to like, get into your square. Right, they're tiny, so they, cool. they don't have five foot reach. Yeah, then he'll just load a mundane bullet and he's going to, uh, as a swift action, kind of guess just by, you know, experience so far that he's hoping Dregs is evil as he calls down a smite from Chaldea Zuzaristan upon her two-headed monster self. And then he'll take one shot. All right, she's going to get a little bit of cover from the orange in front of her. Sure. I'm sure and, it you matters. Know, she's 73 feet tall, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> so it's a 30 against touch? Yeah, just barely. Okay. Whew. Yeah, I was nervous. She's, uh, as you can tell, she's very lithe. And I guess I should say, if she is evil, that's a 30. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a peek behind the curtain. Pretty evil. Ah, aha. Okay, then. I'll roll some damage. 12 points of damage bypassing any DR. You said 12 points of damage? I did. Uh, I did say 12. All right keep that in, in mind. It might be a consequential right. amount. Might not be. She is now down, folks, to 238 points of health. <laughs> right, and that will bring us to Vargas. <laughs> uh, Vargas is just gonna feel like this thing probably doesn't have much left in it, but you know what? He's gonna full attack it anyway. So, first he is going to roll to cast defensively. So he gets cast defensively. He is going to cast Arcane Mark to give him a uh, punch while using it. So that is 14 against uh, regular AC, against the little bug guy. 14 against the little bug guy is not going to do it. So second attack, which this is just a normal attack, uh, that's even worse. That is only a three on the die, so that is a also a miss. So he swings twice at this thing and misses both times. And that is all he can do. That is going to bring us to Orc. And that Orc, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. That Orc is just going to cram into the sort of pile here behind Drake's. And let's see, Orange, having learned its lesson from last time, is going to... Do a five-foot skitter backwards away from Vargas and shoot him. Uh, that is a 23 to hit him with the stun gun. Uh, that is a hit. Uh, we've been in this uh, thing for less than six hours, right? Since we came to the first door. Yeah, it's, it's you're looking at around three hours. Okay, so I do still have defending bone on. And you take four non-lethal damage. Let's see here, green or blue orc is going to go 5, 10, 15, 20. And yeah, that's as far as he can go. He's going to squeeze in and take a shot at Kira. Uh, that's only an 11 to hit. Yeah, it's not going to do it. All right. Well, red is um, he's feeling yampy in the bonds. So he's going to take a five foot step in 
He's gonna go after the guy with a gun who can't hit him back. Uh, that's only an 18 to hit. Assuming that is against regular AC, that yeah. is a miss. I'm gonna have yellow cram into red's old spot and take a swing at Kira. It's getting crowded, natural one. A little bit more of a crowd, a little bit more of a crowd. On initiative one, orange is gonna just scoop right in and we're back around to Kira's turn. It is, it's busy where y'all are. It is, um, let's start with red since that's the one closest to all of her friends. Um, the standard chainsaw action, ideally. Uh, 11, I should really just keep this on the top tab. 13, 24, 24 to hit. Uh, 20. Uh, red. 24 will hit. Uh, 24 again, just 24. 24 uh, smoosh, smoosh points on red. All right, red goes down. Well, right. actually, red is still up. I forgot red was an orc. Right, forgot about that also. How much damage did you say it was? 24? 24. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I would like no, to take he's red. Dead. Oh, that, he that's dead. exactly negative count. <laughs> okay, uh, yellow then. Oof, um, that is, I think that's just a 16 to hit. Uh, 14 to hit, so no. No, 14 is not gonna do it. Um, that's my turn. Alright, Brixbo. Alright, um, Brixby is going to attempt the same thing that his larger companion did, so he's going to do another full attack. It's, this is going to be against Yellow with flanking. Um, the Rapier coming in at a 25. Ah, uh, yeah, that'll hit. Alright, here comes that big 1d4 minus 2. Here comes another 1 off that, but let's see if the sneak attack is kinder to me this time. Looking a little bit better, so that's 12 points of damage to yellow. Alright, that hurts him. Alrighty, and then here comes the tail blade. Oop, uh, it's not looking good on that one. That's just the three for a seven. So with that, Brixby is going to take a five foot step out of Comfort Swarming to the west. And that'll be my turn. All right, that'll bring us to Red Robot, who is going to take another pot shot at Asher. That's uh, a natural 20. Let me roll to, Excellent. Roll to confirm. Yeah, that's not going to confirm. That's an 8. So, um, 2 non-lethal to Asher. Okay. And then um, Hellion is going to smile and say, Goodbye, apes. And he's gonna just wink out of existence. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> that dude is such a jerk. <laughs> Hellion, I mean. I mean, obviously. Wink. Good night, I, Sam. I don't know, just in clear. But... Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, apes. No, Good night, Sam. Against the machine. Against the machine.
plot against the machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme against the machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. And Asher, of course, didn't reload his gun, so we know that, right? False. My one note said it's loaded. <laughs> is, is that a crawfish with a minigun? I accidentally <laughs> deleted the sprite uh, from my library for what that was going to be. Uh, that was what I was complaining about <laughs> as we were starting the call. So I couldn't oh. re-find it. So you did crawfish with a minigun. Um, <laughs> That's adorable. I see I see a nope. small, adorable creature. It's going to be a, a big... <laughs> like a the knowledge dungeoneering. The fact that it didn't zoom at all, so it's still <laughs> so It actually exciting. got smaller when I tried to zoom it. <laughs> I'm going to take a second familiar and just have a lobster and a, excuse me, a crawfish and a scorpion. It might be a lobster. It's just a small picture I can't tell. <laughs> That's no way to know. <laughs>